This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. And spring is in the air. <laughs> Summer's not in the air right now. I, I sort of like this uh, continued springtime. It's going to be uh, rainy today. We have some rain coming in, light rain, uh, and later this morning and early afternoon, then it'll be clearing out. And of course, uh, down the road, we're going to see some warmer weather. But today's high is going to be sort of close to 80 which in some people's minds is warmer weather. We're going to be talking this morning about the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Department and in particular the Community Risk Reduction Division. I've never heard of that, but uh, we're going to find out about it today. And Shan Wallach is with us this morning. Shan, good morning to you. Good morning, Barb. Great to have you with us today. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little about what is the Community Risk Reduction Division. The Community Risk Reduction Division uh, was formerly the fire marshal's office uh, in the in the fire department. Um, we we wear many hats actually. We do codes enforcement, uh, public relations, and fire investigation. Okay, well then that makes sense. I'd, it was just a fancy new name. Then. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so when there is a fire, a house catches on fire or something, you're the guys who go out and and check it out and try to determine what caused the flame. Yes, sir. We are. There are seven of us in our division. We have an assistant chief fire marshal, two assistant fire marshals, and four fire and life safety specialists. And we all, uh, we actually have a, a new member that's been with us maybe four or five months now. Um, he's actually going through training right now. But six of us are certified fire investigators, and we, we take week at a time being on call. So if when they go to the fires, if the battalion chief deems that it necessary for us to come, they'll give us a call, and we'll come out and, and investigate. Now, what kind of training do you have to become uh, a member of a fire marshal, say? Yes, sir. Um, we have all been to the to, to TFAC, which is the Tennessee Fire and Codes Academy. Um, we have been through many many trainings there, um, but in particular for the investigation part, um, we go through the two week uh, fire investigation course, and then we have to test to complete that. And then we have CUs that we have to continue, so we're constantly training in that field. Now I remember many times. Uh, Chief Folks has been on the air, and he, he talks about the importance of getting out of the burning structure, whether it's a house or an office. Get out as quick as you can because the material in chairs, curtains, and things of this sort, carpets, it's totally different from what it was 20 or 30 years ago, and that stuff gets super hot and burns super fast. Yes, sir. Does that 
create a problem in your job of investigating what caused the fire. Yes, sir, it actually does. Um, We actually teach the STEAM program in the city school's uh, second grade classes, and we actually show them a video. It's called Modern versus Legacy, and just the way the furniture burns and the things in our homes burn so much more quickly now. And that does affect us because the quicker it burns, the more it's going to burn for us to be able to get on the scene to get that fire put out. Um, so it, it does create a little bit more problem for us, but uh, we're, we're usually able, the guys, men and women on those uh, trucks responding to the, those calls do a fantastic job, and um, which makes our job even easier. But absolutely, in your statement, those uh, those things do, do burn so much faster. Even the videos that we show those teachers and those children, the, the teachers are in awe, you know, as well as the kids, just knowing how important it is to get out quickly and stay out. You know, we teach those kids, don't ever go back in for anything. Let us do that as firefighters. If, you've, if you know there's a, a pet or something that didn't come out or you don't see them, don't ever go back in to get them. Just let us know as soon as we get there so we can, we can do that because things burn, burn, do burn so much more quickly nowadays. Is that, I know just recently, a day or two ago, there was a, a car that caught on fire and the lady inside perished because the flames got so intense so fast that they couldn't get up to her. Uh, is is that same situation in cars? I mean, is the upholstery in the seats and whatever, the carpet on the floor, is that the same material that burns fast? Yes, sir, it is. So yes. no matter where you are, uh, we've got that problem. Absolutely, yes. I'm surprised the government doesn't create standards that says, hey, that's dangerous. <laughs> yes, um, they, everything is tested you know it's it's good i you know i hate to say that well it's true that things do burn quicker quicker now but is also very important to know that the things that we do have on our homes um are really in fires anywhere it doesn't have to be in your home it could be in your business where you work um those things that we put in those structures become fuel to fire so that's why it is so important and we teach those kids at such an early age you know if your smoke alarm goes off or if you see smoke or smell smoke it's so important just to get out and stay out so if even if you think you have a a home that's pretty safe from fire maybe it's all bricks on the outside Mm -hmm. or or maybe it's a, a, a brick old block structure with a, a concrete floor uh, on a pad and everything. Uh, it, still, it, it still can burn because of what's inside. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what should we do? If we wanted to reduce the risk of fires, is there something we can do? Well, we definitely need to have smoke alarms. Um, we actually have a program, the Murfreesboro Fire Rescue. We partner with the state fire marshal's office in the Get Alarm Tennessee program. So we have smoke alarms readily available um, for those people that need it and need help putting them up. Um, per code, now they have to be interconnected. Um, we don't actually do that part of it. We The ones we have are battery operated, um, but we... we I'd say we probably install at least five to ten smoke alarms a week um, in homes. So that's a fantastic, fantastic thing because we want everybody to have those. That is our first warning. 
that's when we're sleeping i've always told the kids and even my child when we're sleeping that smoke alarm works as our nose like it's going to smell that smoke it's going to know that there's danger that's why we have to pay attention to it and know at that first alarm we need we know that there's there could possibly be danger and we need to act upon that which is getting out of your home and calling 911 when you say they're needing to have those interconnected, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Is it connected um, together? or to Yes, sir. Phone? So they're wired together. And so when one alarm goes off, they all go off. Okay. Yes, sir. I, I've, never, I've never heard that yes, before. Sir. So, yes, sir. Uh, now, if you have them connected to a burglar alarm system and it calls the fire department, is that even better? Is that, does that have advantages? Um, yes. So most of that. That type of system is going to know if it's a burglar alarm, if it needs to to contact the police department, or if it's a smoke alarm, um, and it's going to contact the fire department. So it'll department. know who to call. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I understand that they have changed some of the suggestions of where you put these uh, smoke detectors. I mean, it used to be, seems like I can always remember them just being in the hall, uh, on the wall, or on the ceiling. Yes, sir. But uh, I think that it's more than one now and and in several places so tell us about that absolutely um now it is recommended for a smoke alarm to be in in every bedroom so actually physically in the bedroom. in every single bedroom yes sir and in the common area so a hallway maybe a living room um and that that's you know we go to a lot of older homes within the city and there is just like one smoke alarm up so um They'll call and and ask, you know, hey, we just have one smoke alarm and it's in our hallway. You know, do we need more? And absolutely, we'll come and we'll put those up in their bedrooms and and in the common area. Most of the time they have them in common areas. So um, all those bedrooms are very important to have them in as well. And, And but they have to be or they need to be interconnected. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To be in, you know, if they're in codes, does that mean that's for new construction? Yes, sir. That is new construction apartments, uh, townhomes, things like that. So if somebody's trying to think this out, do I want to spend the extra money or do I just put a smoke detector in each room? Is there a benefit to having them interconnected is what I'm wondering. Absolutely. I think if they're interconnected, if one's going off, maybe upstairs and you're downstairs if it's interconnected they're all going to go off so you're going to be able to hear that uh, quickly and know that there's possibly a problem and we need to get out of our home and and figure that out Um, whereas if they're not interconnected you know one may be going off in another part of your home and you really may not even hear that in the location that you're at so with them being interconnected that's very much a positive for them all to be going off so so everyone in the home hears them okay so you're saying a smoke alarm in every bedroom every bedroom uh-huh. interconnected yes sir and where else should they be or in a common area common so like area. a hallway um even living room just whatever the common area is in your home and and one also on each level of your home as well so several smoke alarms interconnected now if you are thinking it's going to cost more, but I don't know how much more. But <laughs> get a, right, get I don't know that part it. either. <laughs> get a bid on it, and then you ask yourself, is an extra $500 or whatever it is, is that worth saving the life of my child or my wife? Or Absolutely. Uh, that's an easy answer. Yes, sir. <laughs> Do you see 
and I'm sure you do, when you go out to these homes that have been burned down, do you see families that are just distraught because they did not get one for one reason or another? Yes, sir. Um, unfortunately, we have been to house fires that um, that they didn't they didn't know the fire. You know, they they didn't have that first response of of a smoke alarm. Um, I think the fire department as a whole we do a great job in conjunction with the state of Tennessee Fire Marshal's Office. And we have regular smoke alarm canvases. So we pick areas out in the city and we'll actually do smoke alarm canvases on the weekends or we've even done it through the week as well. Um, We do tend to find more people home on the weekends. So that's our target. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to install as many smoke alarms in Murfreesboro or really anywhere in the state of Tennessee as possible. Um, But, yes, we we do. Um, our firefighters, you know, they're they're going to get there quick, you know, um, and they can usually tell us if we come on the scene to investigate. Yes, we heard a smoke alarm when we went in because they're going to still be able to hear that as well. Um, so the smoke alarm is going to look it's going to work for a while, you know, until it till it gets to that uh, thermal heating that is it just completely melts and doesn't work. But by that time, you should be well out of your home. Now, to have an ISO rating of one we need to have uh, the, the fire stations close enough to each home or business where you can respond in a certain length of time. Yes, sir. What is that length now? Um, now, I do believe, um, I haven't checked on this in, a, in about seven months or so, um, but the last thing I've seen that we can usually get to any residence or business in the city of Murfreesboro within four to five minutes. Okay, now if you do that, taking in to consideration how quickly things burn now as opposed to the older days uh is that enough time i mean or is it just is it getting out of control these these new materials that burn so rapidly we usually do get there in time um as long as the fire is called in in a timely manner um we had a home fire i'm thinking it was about a year ago that it was just in the middle of the night it was unoccupied so nobody really knew about it there was there was no fire alarm there was no sprinkler system so it took a while for someone to notice that um that i I remember talking to other firefighters on the scene that's the first time that i've seen um i've actually worked here for 17 years and that we have gotten to a home and it's just been fully involved where we could do nothing um, other than just pretty much stand on the outside of the home to spray water and to, to protect the structures beside of it. Um, for the most part, we get called very quickly and we respond very quickly. And by the time we get to the homes, most of the time they're rooming content um, or we're able to get a quick knockdown on, on those homes or apartments or structures, whatever is on fire. Now, this material that's in the home that burns quickly, mm-hmm. does it also put out gases that maybe make you sleepy or would keep you from waking up when the alarm goes off? Um, as far as putting off gases to keep you from waking up, I think just the smoke in general is going to disorient you. Um, that's just like we teach the children in the schools, and we're hoping that they're going home and teaching their parents and um when we do events like on the square and everything else, we try to talk about fire prevention and how it's so important if your home or the the structure that you're in is on fire and you're waking at night and you already see that smoke, 
um, is so important to get as low as possible and crawl, try to get, we call it the good air. The bad air is up top, the good air is at the bottom, or the better air, I should say. So it's super important to get as low as you can and crawl out to your exit. Um, we really stress um, fire escape plans. Kids do them in schools. Um, they do them in schools once a month. Those kids know exactly where to go. If there's a fire in their school, their teachers line them up. They go outside. They go down a certain set of stairs, and, and they're always going to their special meeting place. We are really trying to stress that in homes. Um, most people don't even think about doing that in their homes, but it's very important for you to sit as a family and make it fun. Make it a little game night and get you a poster, and let's draw out your home and come up with a fire escape plan, depending on which room you're in in your home, knowing two ways out of your home each time, and especially where you're going to meet outside, because unfortunately, you know, we all may not get out at the same time, but it's very important for us to all be at the, in place at the same time. That way, whether it be maybe a big tree or your neighbor's house, we do suggest, um, especially if you have children, for it to be something on the same side of the street, just so they're not crossing over traffic um, in a panic so something stable that's going to be there, like a neighbor's home, a large tree. Um, and then that way the the whole family can go and meet in that one area. And that way when we get on the scene, that first captain on that first engine company that shows up to your home is going to say, is everyone out of the home? Um, hopefully that answer is yes. And then we have a job to do and can do it do it at that point. Let's let's go to the phones this morning. Good sure. morning. You're on WGNS with Shan Womack. How are you today? I got a question I want to ask. Okay. Uh, these apartments like Spring Valley and uh, some of these other apartments around town. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're fading out. How do out they of... get out of there? How do they get what again? How do they get out of there if something happens to them? Okay. Good question. Thank you. If you're in an apartment house, especially second floor, maybe uh, you're not going to just walk out the window, probably. How, how do you get out? What's a good way? That is a very good question. Um, so in an apartment building, it is, you know, uh, all apartments have smoke alarms, or if you should. If not, you know, that's something that you do no, need to call sure. us about. Do you have a smoke alarm? Do you have a smoke alarm? I think he's gone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't don't know if it, but uh, is the apartment supposed to put in smoke alarms? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and we actually do ins- do inspections, and um, the apartment complexes in town are very very good to work with. But I'll finish answering his question. Um, as far as being on the second floor, um, if you can get out of your home safely and get outside to to a meeting place or a, a safe area absolutely that's what you need to do we do understand that sometimes that's just not feasible and that you can't get out maybe the fire's in that breezeway and you just cannot get out what we suggest is going to the farthest room away possibly even a bedroom and shutting that door um going to the window and opening it up if you're on the second floor or third floor or even fourth floor um, we absolutely suggest, you know, not jumping out um, just because that could hurt you more, even more. We're going to get there very quickly. So we want you to raising those windows and yelling out those windows just to let us know that you're there. So as soon as we get there and um, we can see that happening and we can get that ladder and get you safely. 
I remember at one point, and I don't, don't even know if they're still available, uh, rope ladders mm-hmm. that you would keep in a room and then throw it out the window if there was a fire. Are, are those still available, and are they safe? Yes, sir, they are still available. I actually um, was in a store recently and seen some of those. Um, we have lots of people ask questions about those. Um, as far as being safe, I've never personally tried one and haven't seen one uh, used. I've seen videos of old, uh, older fire safety lessons and things like that being used. But, um, yeah, they still sell those every day. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Shan Womack. How are you today? Man, I know a apartment over at Poplar Village. There's a guy that can get out in the ground. Uh-huh. He got burned up over there. Ooh. And he didn't have no back door. Oh, okay. So it only had one door in the apartment. Yeah. It's like Valley. I, I wouldn't see that. Okay. That's, that's a good question. A good point you're bringing up. Uh, do you... Uh, is there a law that says, I would think there would be, that you have a front door and a back door. Uh, otherwise, you only have one route to escape. Uh, yes, sure. There, there should be uh, two ways out of, of every every home. Um, and what apartments did you say this was? I'm sorry. Spring Valley and Poplar Village. And there's some more over across town over here close to Leaf Avenue. Spring Valley and Poplar Village, and then one over near Leaf Avenue, you say? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know the name of them, but they ain't got no back doors neither. Okay. All righty. Don't, don't know how that even got passed through I'm codes. not sure either. We will absolutely <laughs> check into that. Um, okay. I'm sure you do have windows in your apartment, so that can can also be your second way out. I know if you're on the second, third, fourth even floor, um, you know, if you can safely get out, um, absolutely, you know, in case of a fire. Um, if not, like I was just saying, you know, just to raise your window and and shut the door of the room that you're in so that smoke, you know, has a you have a little longer time for that smoke to get to you and we will be on the scene quickly and, and can see you. Tell you what let's do. Let's pause, check on the traffic and weather. We'll be back and take some more phone calls. If you have a question, you can talk or text. Whichever you prefer, we take text messages to all at the same number, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. And we're talking about your safety this morning. We're talking about what's happening with Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue. Shan Wallach is with us, and she is with the Community Risk Reduction Division which is what used to be called the fire marshal, but uh, things do change. We'll be right back. The Action Line, Rutherford Issues, The Morning News, Swap and Shop, The Truman Show. We're keeping it local on WGNS AM, FM, online. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the things when we were looking at trying to craft our menu to help those who are dieting is the side dishes. A lot of times we were so used to eating starches and unhealthy side dishes. In addition to our spinach, which we've had on the menu from the start, we've added zucchini and green beans, but we've also added broccoli. The broccoli is properly steamed so it's not too soft and not too hard. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. Now is a great time to consider flea and tick protection for your pet. 
We carry a full line of flea and tick products for dogs, cats, rabbits, and ferrets. We also carry a variety of hard-to-find products for your specialty pets. So if you need a pouch for your sugar glider or food for your hedgehog, come see us at Animal City. You can find Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. When we got back into California, they told us, do not wear your uniforms. Keith Redluff served in the U.S. Army. He was in Vietnam. We were veterans that had just come home. I've been called baby killer. I've been spit on. In a restaurant, people talking bad about you. Veteran Rudliff in Vietnam. Four individuals plus myself. I was a radio operator, and we had three artillery pieces that we supported the Arvins when they went out on missions. Just uh, five of us. Something happened, and you get overrun. You're on your own. The help is 30, 40, maybe even an hour away. Just have to do the best you can with what you have and survive. I didn't realize until I got over there, was in the first ambush, that those people were trying to kill me. And I didn't know them. I had done nothing to them. And that's when you just have to get the mindset that it's going to be them and not me. You're one heartbeat away. That's war. Unfortunately, you try the very best to protect the person on your right and left because you know they're not going to leave you and you're not going to leave them. We're all going to come out of here together or somebody else is going to have to carry us out of here together. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Good morning. Watching traffic increase even more here in the last few minutes on 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area. I know it's been a challenge trying to get up through there at times from some earlier accidents. Still looks pretty good right now here on 840 as you make your way over towards Williamson County. Just give yourself extra time. Ripley's Aquarium Sleep of the Sharks Family Edition is uh, something the kids and the grandkids will love. Check it out at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. Let's take a look at that Murfreesboro weather brought to you by our friends at Capstar Bank. A few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with cloudy skies high in the low 80s. Winds out of the southwest around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 65. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
Happy birthday to Goldie Wade. Goldie Wade wins the Slick Pig Delicious Banana Pudding as our birthday winner today. Goldie Wade, the birthday winner from Slick Pig. And the person who receives flowers from Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts as our good neighbor is Diana Digden. And Diana is always going above and beyond to show extra love to her friends and family. Diana Deacon. Uh, why don't you tell us about your good neighbors that you have? Let us know who they are so that uh, Jenny and the family over there at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts can make them a special delivery of flowers. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. You can talk or text on that. So if you're bashful and don't want to talk to us, you can text us. Uh, we're talking this morning with Shan Womack from the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Department. And she is with the Community Risk Reduction Division, which I had never heard of, but we've all heard of fire marshals. And that's a new name for the old service there. Things always have to change. Yes, sir. <laughs> Things change. <laughs> we have a, a text here from a listener, and they're asking uh, about what is this I hear about closing the bedroom doors at night? First of all, I'm a little scared to do that because I have a three-year-old daughter who gets up and wanders, and, and I like for her to be able to go into our room if something should happen. Uh, why is it that you're asking people to close the doors? What about that? That is a very good question. Um, the Close the Door program, we've actually been teaching in the schools as well, um, and we actually show them a video. Um, and I suggest that, that everyone um, gets on YouTube and just types in the Close the Door um, and watches those videos is very important. Um Closing your bedroom door at night in case of a fire just gives you that little extra time um, to either get out safely or for us to get there and get you out safely. And I do understand with children, you know, not wanting to close your bedroom doors. And a lot of a lot of people have questions about their uh, pets, you know, roaming in and out of your bedroom at nighttime, too. And if you have that bedroom door closed, um, they're not able to do that. Um, I do suggest, you know, with this, um, this listener said that they have a three-year-old that likes to uh, wonder, wonder and maybe <laughs> come in and out of the room. I totally understand that. My, my daughter was the same way. Um, I do suggest that maybe sitting her down and talking to her and going over just a fire escape plan and, and what, you know, what to do for the whole family um, if there was a fire in your home, but explain to her you know we're going to try we're going to try sleeping with our doors closed to make us all safer but if you do need to get up to come to our room at night you know just simply opening the door to come in um you know just talk with her about how that just because your door's closed doesn't mean that she can't come in there um or he i i was thinking that you said she um just explain to them why your bedroom doors are closed and why theirs are going to be closed as well. Mm -hmm. um, and the person did say three-year-old daughter. Okay, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, just explain that to them. Explain why you're doing it. Um, I think with children, just talking to them and, and maybe even, um, you know, 
just sitting at the table and and making it a like a game night or something like that and draw you know get some posters out let them color it you know draw your home and show them like these are the ways out of our home if something happens and um this is our special meeting place like we as a family we're all going to our our neighbor's home if something happens and it doesn't even have to be for a fire you know it after uh, after storms, you know, sometimes we're disoriented. We're not sure where we're at. And um, so if we all know that the whole family is going to one place, we can all get there and know that our family is safe. But going back to the closed doors, um, I really strongly suggest that you um, look up those videos about why it is so important to sleep with your doors closed. It does give you so much more time Um you know, with the fire in your home for the, even the smoke to get to you or the heat to get to you and allows us to get there and safely get you out of your home. Um, we do teach the children, um, if you hear the smoke alarm and we're sleeping with our bedroom doors closed to use the back of your hand to feel of your door. If it is hot to touch, do not open your door. We actually teach those children to actually just grab something, maybe their, their bed clothing, their comforters and to stick under the door. So it does stop a little bit more of that smoke coming in and then going to their windows and making it known that they're in there. That way when we pull up and, our captains are going to do 360s. We're, we're walking all the way around the structure, and you will be seen. You know, that way we can come up there and get you out safely and, and get you to your meeting place. Now, I, I, can, I can see an older child knowing and understanding what to do. But if it's a younger child, and this lady who texted us said her child, I think, was three. Yeah, just three years old. Uh, yeah. Would that age group, would that child understand the importance of getting out of the house, going to a safe meeting place. Uh, as as a parent, of course, I've, that was a long time ago when <laughs> I had kids at home. But uh, I would I would worry about. Uh, I'd want to check to be sure they. Yes, did sir, that. absolutely. And a three year old is is probably not going to understand fully. Um, you can talk to them and explain to them, um, but they're probably not going to understand fully. This is what's happening. This is why it's happening. And this is what we need to do. Um, but as parents, I think our our uh, our parent mode is going to kick in. You know, mm-hmm. we we do know that we're going to have to get to those, get to our children and um, and help them get out safely. And I do suggest that maybe if you do have younger children, you know, have their bedrooms closer to yours, just for that reason alone. You mentioned uh, about fire codes and things of that sort. A text here refers to a law that was passed a few years ago, and I remember it being passed, but I haven't heard anything about it since then, and that was to have sprinkler systems installed in homes. Uh, I'm guessing on newly built homes. Uh, is is that a law now? Are, are the new homes, uh, do they have sprinklers? Um, it. Not here. Okay. Uh, we would love for that to happen. Somewhere else. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, we would absolutely love for that to happen. Uh, sprinkler system is like having firemen in your house 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, yes, sir. Um, it is not law here, so new construction, they do not have to have. We do actually have a couple homes in Murfreesboro that do have sprinkler systems in them. Um, and. And I would suggest if if you're thinking about it, if you're building a new home and you're thinking about it, I'd love for you to call and talk to us about it. Um, How much extra does that cost? I honestly am not sure. 
I would hate to even say a number because I, I really don't know that. Um, does it make a huge difference? No, I have heard that it, it is not a huge difference. No, I mean, um, does it make a huge difference in the safety? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just like I said, a, a sprinkler system is is like having firemen with you at all time. You know, that water is radio, readily available. A lot of people don't, you know, like movies and TV shows kind of veer them from that. Because they're, they're like, oh, I don't want my whole house to flood if... If one accidentally goes off, um, it's not. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like the movies portray it to to work. Um, the sprinkler head closest to the heat, closest to the fire, is the one that's going to go off. So they're set at temperatures, and once they reach those certain temperatures, is when they're going to go off. So just because one sprinkler head is going off doesn't mean all sprinkler heads are going off. Um, a lot of people don't understand that. They think as soon as one goes off, the whole system is just going to go off and dump all the water out. And <laughs> that is not how a sprinkler system works. Um, they are rated, uh, temperature rated. There's little bulbs inside, and once they get to that temperature, they will pop and and uh, allow that water to, to come out and work like it's supposed to. But, mm-hmm. yes, it's not, going to, uh, it's not going to make all of them go off. It's just the one where, where the fire is, where the heat's at. Now, what about in uh, an apartment, a new apartment that's been just built? Do those have sprinklers? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, they do. So commercial structures? Commercial structures do have to have sprinklers. Okay. Yes. And does that make a big, have you have have they been tested? <laughs> have yes, you had we a actually fire? <laughs> have quite a few. Uh, uh, we've had quite a few apartment fires, and the sprinkler systems have worked fantastic. Okay. So it just, it, it does it just put out the fire almost instantly yes sir and i wouldn't go as far as saying it was put out the fire um it does contain the fire um a lot of cases i have seen that it has actually put the fire out but a sprinkler system is actually designed to contain the fire um until we can get there to put the fire out about there was a fire in the news recently i'll say recently i don't remember how long ago it was uh in brentwood uh pretty good size apartment complex and the place burned down basically. Uh, obviously, I'm guessing they don't have didn't have a sprinkler. Yeah, I'm I'm unfortunately not familiar with that. But um, if it was an older apartment building, it's very possible that it it could not have had a sprinkler system in it. So if you're looking at an apartment, it would benefit you to look for one that has a sprinkler. Is that, is, am I reading you right on that? I mean, that um, if you're concerned about your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I was looking for one, yes, sir, I would probably look for one with a sprinkler system in it. Um, even a lot of the older apartment complexes in Murfreesboro, um, some of those have upgraded uh, and retrofitted for sprinklers as well. Now, does that give you a break on insurance if you have a sprinkler in an apartment or in a house? Um, I'm not real sure, to, okay. to be honest with you. I think in your home, just uh, we were at a conference a couple of years ago, and I remember them talking about it. And I do know that in your home, if you have one, it does give you um, an insurance break. I'm not sure how much or how much it benefits your insurance, um, but I do know that they were speaking about that. Here's an interesting text question from a listener. They're saying that uh, you're you're encouraging people to get out of fires quickly. Uh, what about having, is it important to have 
clothes and things of that sort nearby that you can just quickly put on if you're asleep in the middle of the night? That is a great question. Um, And I'll tell a little story about myself. Um, When I was a kid, um, I I knew from early, early on that I wanted to be a firefighter uh, when I grew up. Um, And I was always terrified, honestly, that my house was going to burn down because I had seen my neighbor's house burn down. And so at the age of six, I would I started packing a duffel bag every night. My whole family did. Um, we had clothing. We had shoes. And my mom even had, like, um, some medications that we, uh, my sister um, had to take medications daily for asthma and stuff like that. So she got extra and had those packed in a bag. So that way, if something did happen, um, we were we were ready, you know, yeah. we, we had those clothes, we had her medications or, or stuff like that. So I would suggest, um, you know, just packing you a duffel bag and throwing you an extra set of clothing in there, some shoes um, in there, and just leaving it somewhere that you're going to remember where it's at. Um, and that way, if something happens like that, you just grab it and go you know don't do not take the time to go to your closet and try to find something to put on or try to find your shoes or try to get all your medicine together um have that readily available so you know you know i kept mine under my bed just right on the edge of my bed so that's way at nighttime i knew if something happened all i had to do is wake up grab it and go and i guess keeping a key fob for your car too because if the house burns and your keys are inside with fobs uh your car is is parked absolutely that's a great idea yeah so uh if you have any questions the number is 615-893-1450 we're going to check on the traffic and weather and then we'll be back for the final round if you haven't uh, asked your question yet you better hurry because we only have about seven or eight minutes left stay with us We're loud, we're proud, we're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. This is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your home lawn, garden, and farm needs. We have everything you need to help with your garden, lawns, farms, whatever you need for the perfect gift for your feathered friends and your furry friends. Please come see us. We have baby chicks. You don't have to be a member to shop with us. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. Good morning. Watching traffic increase even more here in the last few minutes on 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area. I know it's been a challenge trying to get up through there at times from some earlier accidents. Still looks pretty good right now here on 840 as you make your way over towards Williamson County. Just give yourself extra time. Ripley's Aquarium Sleep of the Sharks Family Edition is uh, something the kids and the grandkids will love. Check it out at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
A few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with cloudy skies high in the low 80s. Winds out of the southwest around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 65. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Just a few minutes left, so if you have a question, you can text it in quickly or call us all at 615-893-1450. We're talking about your safety and trying to reduce your risk of fires. Visiting with us from Murfreesboro and Fire Rescue, Shan Womack, and she's in the Community Risk Reduction Division, or the fire marshal, the one that comes out and checks to see what caused the fire, uh, which is always, do people sometimes have no clue what uh, started the fire in their homes? Yes, sir. And, and by knowing that, do they try to change whatever in the future? I mean, is it, what, what's the biggest cause of a fire? Um, right now, the city of Murfreesboro kitchen fires is the number one um, cause of fires right now. So we're really trying to um, up our prevention about kitchen fires and getting that out to the public and uh, coming up with some things to help with that, just some some kitchen fire safety to try to re- reduce that risk. Um, fires in Murfreesboro, home fires, um, are actually a lot lower now than they were 20 years ago. Um, Why do you think that is? I think it's prevention. Um, I honestly think that uh, fire prevention has gotten so big and, um, you know, even codes, the new codes in in homes and schools and uh, any type of facility is helping reduce those risk of fires. Um, I do think prevention is is a huge key. Right now, you know, 80% of our calls are medical calls. um, For the fire department right now and those we still do have home fires. but those have been reduced quite quite a bit through the past years. Um, but yes, kitchen fires is number one right now, and we're we're really trying to work on a program for that right now. We're actually in the middle of that to try to help get that uh, word out to per, to reduce those kitchen fires. Now, if you'll put on your fire marshal's hat, uh, let's say you've been investigating a fire. What caused the fire in this structure? Uh, is, is it going to be similar? to what you see on these TV shows where they are investigating a murder? Are you using all sorts of uh, newfangled ideas and equipment and things of that sort? Um, Well, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it's like all the TV shows. (laughs) Um, Some some of those are really cool, though. But um, when we go do a fire investigation, um, there's usually... One of us, or possibly even two, depending on the time of day when we're when we're available. And 
um, we'll go and we'll listen to the firefighter statements about what they seen when they first went in and you know if we have to take samples and we do have ID cards that we we take photos and we'll photograph the whole scene and um, take samples as needed or or work our way from the most unburned area to the most burned to try to figure out um, how that fire started and where it started. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Shan Womack. Yes, Sharon. I would like to know, does someone still go around and check the fire hydrants and bleed them like they used to? They would go around to each fire hydrant and they would bleed it and then they would paint the hydrants. And I haven't seen that in a good long while. And I was wondering, has that been stopped or what about that? Because I feel like that's a safety that needs to be checked. And I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you for taking my call. Ma'am, um, yes, we actually do still do that. Um, we check fire hydrants uh, yearly. Uh, and as far as painting them, the fire department doesn't uh, paint them. There's another department that does that. But we do um, test those hydrants and turn them on and making sure they're working properly and making sure they're opening easily uh, for us. I understand that the painting of them sort of designates how much pressure is in them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The tops tell us uh, how much uh, water we have available, um, the different colors, blue and green, orange and red. Which is the best? Uh, Blue is the best. Yes, sir. (laughs) So if your fire hydrant near your home is not blue on the top, should you worry? No, you shouldn't worry. We're we're still going to get water. The city of Murfreesboro, we're very blessed to have... uh, have abundant amounts of water um, everywhere everywhere we need it, really. We have about a minute left in our broadcast. Uh, is there anything we've left out, or is there something you want to reemphasize and underline for people? Um, I do think it's very important for everyone to, to check and um, check your smoke alarms in your home, make sure they work, and make sure that you have enough of them in your home. And and if you don't or if you have questions about them, you're more than welcome to call us at, um, at 615-893-1422. Um, we can come out and check those for you or even come and install them for you. 893-1422. Yes, sir. And then you said it works better if they're interconnected also. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Unfortunately, we don't uh, We do not do that part. Uh, a licensed electrician would have to do that for you. But it's a big difference. It sounds like it could save a life more. Um, it, it absolutely could, especially if you have a, a larger home that, you know, you may not hear a smoke alarm in one area. That way, if one goes off, that you're going to be able to hear that throughout your home. But again, uh, close the doors in the bedrooms at night. Yes, sir. And then have a, an escape plan and a place to meet. Yes, sir. That's very important. Okay. Shan, thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Shan Womack from the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue's Community Risk Reduction Division, what used to be the fire marshal's (laughs) office, uh, visiting with us today. Shan, thanks again. Thank you for having me. Tomorrow at this time, District Attorney General Jennings Jones will be here, and we'll be looking uh, at what's happening in our courts, as well as reviewing a cold case. J. Paul Newman will be here, too. I tell you, it's going to be another party right here on the radio. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Shan, for joining us. Hey, I hope you have a super rest of the day. Uh, Be careful and uh, don't be a victim of a fire.